Welcome to One Man's Opinion, brought to you by the Elite Fantasy, Fantasy Guru, and EliteSportsBetting.com. And now, here's your host, Jeff Manns. All right, welcome in everybody. Happy almost New Year, maybe New Year 2024. It's here, a new episode of One Man's Opinion Podcast, sweeping the nation. Thank you one and all for downloading, subscribing, liking, favoriting, commenting, man. All of that stuff is just wonderful. Music to our ears here at the program. Thank you uh, for your support this entire year. It's been a wild one. Boy, I, you know, where this is going and, you know, this program and the world in general. And I, I have a lot to say on a lot of different topics on today's show. So uh, buckle up, everybody. In case you're listening for the first time, my name is Jeff Manns. Riding solo today, guest free as I normally am, hence the name of the show. You can hear me weekday afternoon, Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio from 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Elite Sports, a little show I host, uh, Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Also, I'm part owner and the chief content officer over at fantasyguru.com. So, Naturally, I get all the blame for everything that is wrong, and that's the way it goes. Anytime something's wrong, I get to blame it. That's all right. That's what the them's why they gave me big shoulders, I suppose, even though I don't have big shoulders, slender build. But nevertheless, folks, now follow me on social media. It's already off the rails. At Jeff underscore Mans on Twitter. The Jeff Mans everywhere else. Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, Threads, Blue Sky, all of those different places there as well as i mentioned today it's the last show of 2023 quite frankly put this one in the fireplace and light the match that's how i feel about 2023 it's been a hell of a year man just a lot going on uh it feels like this is the year people and society a lot of things started coming unglued doesn't it you know, the, even even the holiday season, I had a blast. I'm going to do a little holiday recap here. I'll do it briefly. We got a lot of football. It's championship week in fantasy football. Got a lot to talk about. I got a lot of different topics. I want to hit the holidays. I want to hit week 17. We're going to go real hard on week 17. I'm going to answer a bunch of questions. So I asked our Discord over at fantasyguru.com. By the way, join us rest of the season I mean, it's 50 bucks. Did your grandparents give you 50 bucks or your parents or something? Then somebody give you something. You're going to win it back if betting is legal or DFS is legal. You're going to win the 50 bucks back at the very minimum and possibly two, three, four, five X your money on that investment as well. Fantasyguru.com is the place to be. Remember, just uh, a couple of days, depending on when you're listening to this, I'm assuming it's before the new year. Um, that's when our prices go back to regular. It's they're 50% off since Thanksgiving. So like our prices are going up and likely to rise again for football season in 2024, by the way, that's just, you know, the nature of the beast. I mean, we're not going to commit to that yet, but I do want to be forward with everybody. Uh, all of you say, you got to pay this guy more, got to pay that guy more. Well, you're right. I'm not, you're freaking a right. But um, in order to do that, we got to raise prices. So it's a good time to get in now is what I'm saying to all of you. So upgrade those memberships, VIP Platinum, 50% off. Support at FantasyGuru.com. 
But I asked our members over there, those in championship games. And let me just say, I'm real. This time of year, it's been a strange one. Um, you know, last year, 2022 was pure domination, in my opinion. Like, it was just dominant. Our plan in the summer, everything worked out. It was pretty blessed road, I would say. I, I, I'm a reflection of that. What did I win? I, I even forget. Six championships, I think, last year. Like, that's a lot. It's a lot of championships to secure, right? This year, I'm in two championship games, and quite frankly, I'm not favored even close in either one. One of them, I was um, at six and eight going into the playoffs. <laughs> Made the playoffs and here I am. Hey, baby, don't let me in. That's the, my wife said that the first time she said, uh, I'll, we'll go out once as friends and, you know, 20 years, 23 years, three kids later here, here we still go. So, uh, if there's a will, there is a way folks. I will say that, you know, I opened the questions up and I'm going to answer. I'm very proud of how many people are still in championship games. You know what I mean? Like, this is the reason there's so much bitching. And by the way, this is an uncensored podcast. I'm going to say the naughty words. I'm also, by the way, this episode, I've got some controversial topics to discuss. All right. So if you're not that kind of person, if you're not into it, if you, you don't like hearing about somebody defame Jesus or something like that, well, this isn't the show for you. It's not designed for you, right? That's why we have all the advisory stuff uh, on the show. To make sure I'm going to say words like shit and fuck and all those kind of words. So you got to be careful if you're sensitive to, to please don't have the kids or other sensitive ears around. Don't play it at work. The show, you know what I mean? Put the headphones on the AirPods. Hopefully got new ones or noise canceling headphones or play in the car, whatever it may be. Um, but this has been a shitty year. It's been wild. It's been very turbulent. And last season I felt like everything just kind of fell in. It went right. Everything this year Ultimately, I'm going to be very happy with the end result. But there's been more fucking bitching and complaining this year than I can ever remember. It's just non-stop, right? And I even, I understand that most of the bitching has nothing to do with me and and nothing to do with anything, really. It, it has everything to do with unhappy people just wanting to take it out, take their frustration of life out on me or out on somebody, right? Like that's what it all comes down to. And I even getting that, I know I, I, I like stop giving a shit. I say fuck off and I just don't want people in my life. I'm really sick of the negativity. I'm sick of the arguing. I'm sick of the fighting. I just don't, I don't let that into my personal life and I am starting to get that point with professional life too. Um, I'm fortunate enough in my career where I don't need to cater to that and take that kind of abuse. I feel I always mean well by people. I try to put everything out, give all of myself that I possibly can do everything I can for the, the members and the listeners and uh, subscribers and followers and all that. And then, you know, to just get nothing but abuse is bullshit. So it really, this year, it really dragged me down, really got to me, you know, many times, even though I said over and over, I wasn't going to let it. It did. It got the better of me many times, quite honestly. And um, 
but at the end of the day, and I start thinking, am I really letting these people down? Am I, is it really, did I really do something that fucked these people over? Did I say bad advice or not in the right interest? Number one, if it doesn't work out, fuck off. It, then it doesn't work off, you babies, you fucking little babies. Like, okay, something, oh no, a player. The part, problem is I'm more informed, well-versed in this stuff. Uh, I've played at the highest of levels, continue to play at the highest of levels. I've achieved the highest of success. There's, if you're not going to trust me for it, then I don't know who you're going to trust. There aren't people, right? And it's all in good faith and it's all in the best interest of yourselves and winning. And overall, people are prosperous. Well, you know, I get down about it, but then now I'm looking at our chat room, our Discord rooms over at fantasyguru.com. And, you know, I'm like, it, it was weird because our guy, shout out to my team, Armando Marsal, Ray Flowers. Uh, Rich Maletto, Tyler Beaker, Russell Clay, uh, you know, everybody's answering questions in there. Some of the guys, uh, I know Ray came to me um, and then I, I kind of reached out to Armando. I'm like, there's a lot of questions. I'm popping in there trying to get as many as I can, but these guys do the bulk of the work. Rich Maletto is just amazing when it comes to this. And I'm like, is this, there's a lot more questions than normal, right? And it, it, we're supposed to be the kind of filtering it out supposed to be less questions so it got and everyone's like yeah it really does feel i thought it was just me i went in and looked at the numbers and we have more questions and more activity in our discord right now than we have ever had that we had like all season even at the beginning of the season and it's just like wow and for people to be still be alive and ask and start sick questions that's a lot of championship games and that that makes me proud beyond belief you know, and I know we're going to have a plethora of championship wins. We got a couple folks still in uh, on the uh, on uh, fucking underdog and drafters in these champions rounds as well in the best ball uh, tournaments and stuff. And I'm following that very intently, secretly hoping you know they win three million bucks and tip me out. No, I'm just it's a joke. It's a joke. Please do not ever do that. No, don't you don't need it. Uh, don't know <laughs> joke, 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 but you know, it's, it's, I would love to put that badge on our membership. Like that means a lot to me. So, um, it, it's been ultimately this season will go down as a, quite a bit of success, even though personally DFS has been fantastic. Even though I lost last week, got, I got stomped last week for the first time in a long time this year, but you know, it's still been good. Betting's been very up and down, but we're in a very good way right now as well. So things are going there. Um, holiday wrap up. I'll try to make this brief. I know, you know, last week with the holiday, I could tell it's weird to me that everyone wants to take the Christmas decorations down immediately, take the Christmas tree down. I, I don't get that. I really don't understand it. I'm I'm furious at Sirius XM for taking the Hallmark channel off the Hallmark uh, radio's channel with all the Christmas songs. Like, dude, you can leave it to fucking January 1st. Give me a break. Like why put, and again, if you don't, if you want to take it up, then why put it up on November 1st? Right? Like, I don't, I don't understand why you, you and then the 26th, you're going to end it. What the fuck is that? That's a dumb thing, you know? And so that, that secretly bothers me or not so secretly anymore, but um, so I get it. People are just done with it and sure. 
I want to hear those crazy stories. We've got a few on Sirius XM the other day. Not that many the day after people didn't have that many. Somebody fell down drunk. It's like, all right, I don't know what that, you know, that's normal part for the course. Um, my favorite story from this holiday. And there were a lot, I mean, spending time with the kids and, and unwrapping presents for four hours, took four hours to get through presents and, and everything. And we did some special things with the kids this year where we did uh, scavenger hunts where we put like a puzzle piece in each one of their presents and they had to combine and solve a puzzle. And then the puzzle solved where their final gift was. It's pretty cool. They seemed to like it. Um, But I think the highlight was when I, I gave my sister who's down here in Arizona. I gave her a slot machine, like right off the Vegas floor, like authentic triple diamond, Border slot machine takes dollars and all that stuff too. And that was a hit of the, of Christmas. I, every, there's a line pumping money into this damn slot machine and playing it. And it was, it was pretty good time. It was a real fun time. I think that's one of those things that my sister loves playing the slots, loves Las Vegas and uh, now gets to do it on the regular. And uh, I think that it's to me, that's what the holidays really is. I love giving like I like to give gifts and make people happy. And my wife says, it's your love language, whatever that means. I don't know, but I suppose it is true because that really, nothing excites me as much as giving like the perfect gift, right? There's just something about it. Identifying something that would be perfect for some, not just getting their list and checking boxes, I like finding something for people. I like finding something unique and different that they never would have thought of. And more importantly, they never would have gotten themselves. My sister never would have done that for herself. And uh, she deserved it. So that was a fun thing. Great catching up with uh, you know all the family coming over. And we had two fires in the man's household. A cover for a crock pot went too close to a candle, went up. And immediately we got that taken out and then some uh, some cinnamon apple juice spilled while cooking in our oven and like our bottom oven. And it just like went up. I got a grease fire, had to pour salt and shit all over that. So it's a pretty wild time. I, you know, never had a fire before and uh, suddenly had two on one holiday. So that uh, that was you know some scary situations, but we handle it real quickly. It's nothing. Nobody was in danger or nothing like that. Um, so that was good. Hopefully you guys had a very safe, happy and healthy holiday and hopefully do a New Year's as well. Don't get drunk. Don't do the Jeff Manns where you get too drunk and start telling people off. That's a story I'm sure Ted Schuster will tell next week. We used to have parties all the time in Illinois. And when I started this fantasy stuff and the, the football season is for those who don't know, like I work 118 plus hours a week. Now, you know, normal work week is 40. And I look at that like that's insane. I couldn't even imagine a 40 hour. I couldn't imagine an 80 hour work week. It would feel like I was on vacation. Right. It's 118 plus hours. Normally it's about 124, 128 ish on a normal given week, depending on how my teams are run by. And so, I mean, it's just a ton of hours to pack. It's hard to have a normal life. Well, I used to, on New Year's, we had a party and have drinks, and I would get plastered because it normally, you know, 10, 15 years ago, 
the end of the season of like Christmas week was like the last week. There's one week after that. And we were pretty much done. I used to get schnockered, man. I'd get schnockered. And then I'd go around one year. I didn't do it a lot, but I would get schnockered every year. But I told everybody, like I had one day where I was just like, you know what, man, you're lazy. You don't work enough. You don't do it. Like I start telling people off and it was a bad fucking scene. So when I tell you I've lived and learned and learned lessons and, you know, done things I'm not proud of, I mean it. Like I've been through some of those wars and that's a guy that I'm not proud of and I don't want to go back to again. So learn from my mistakes, have fun, the most fun you could have, but be safe, happy, and don't do anything that's life altering. Speaking of which, I need. I want to talk about sexism in fantasy sports. I want to talk about women in sports, women in fantasy sports, and all that. It's a sensitive topic. I'm not supposed to address this. I'm not supposed to talk about it. Des Bryant is uh, has gotten himself. I don't know if he got canceled. I don't like you. Don't really cancel a guy like that. Des is trying to. What's Des Bryant making? What they, you know? The, I don't even know the company he works for. I was there. At, he was at the Canton, Ohio Fantasy Football Fest, the great event Bob Lung puts on every year. And Des Bryant was there, and everybody was enamored. Hey, Des Bryant, you say hi to Des Bryant, Des Bryant, Des Bryant. I'm like, nah, I'm cool. I I don't know why. I don't have that gene. I, I'm not interested in athletes or stars or celebrities. I I don't know. I know – most of you are, I, I get it. My wife is, oh, that's so-and-so. That's, I just don't, I don't care. I think of people as human beings. Like they're just a person and a person with a lot of money and a person with fame and a, a well-known name, you know, both positive and negative. They're just other people. And it doesn't do anything for me. So as everybody else was following the Des Bryant around, I just fucking did my own thing and, Went and hung out with other people that I liked. You know, I didn't really wasn't interested in talking to Des Bryant or anything. And nothing against Des. I don't I didn't I don't know him from Adams off Ox. I don't know. But so over the weekend, and this was sad because I, I kind of saw it on Twitter like Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, and everybody is going off on uh so, so basically the story, former Cowboys wide receiver, um, Des Bryant, in case you missed it. Like he's in the fantasy sports industry, kind of. Like he's trying to get into fantasy. He's trying um, to do these things, and, and you know, did a good job. Was talking about it. I, I guess uh, again, never, never. Was like, I don't really know much, um, but I saw he wrote in response to a female reporter, and I. And I I don't have all the, cause again, I didn't follow this like other people did. Right. I didn't follow this. Like it was the end of the world, but he said something along the lines of that. I don't, women don't know ball. Women don't know. And I ain't trusting a woman's opinion on football. That's basically what he said. All right. Um, and then the outrage. And so, a number of things when it comes to that. Number one, again, so I say this all the time on this podcast. I think I said it a thousand, a thousand times, at least a couple hundred over the last month or two, right? 
Whereas I think I, I don't, I never will understand the generalization of people. You people, you know, what do you mean you people? Yeah, exactly. What the fuck do you mean you people? You know, if you're going to group people together and claim whatever, that to me is racist or sexist or whatever. What, you know, if it's race, it's race, it's sex, it's sex. I mean, I don't, what does any of that fucking matter? I have worked with, I have heard women who don't know shit about football. I have worked with men who don't know shit about football, right? Uh, it, it's not exclusive to a gender. It's just not. And, and that's the same thing. I, I try to tell people that about race all the time. It's just not. I understand that, you know, different based on your upbringing, diff, based on your heritage and your ethnicity, you have certain tendencies or you grew up a certain way, but that doesn't, that just means you grew up like that. It doesn't mean that's who you are or have to be. Right. It just is what you, and maybe you accept it and lean into it in which if you do cool and, or you rebel against it. And if you do cool, you're just a person. We're all just fucking people. So I don't know why Des has to go there with that. I have no idea. It, it was it's stupid fucking shit to say and if he thinks that that's the truth, then he's a fucking moron. You know, quite frankly, you know, let me just tell Des Bryant. Des Bryant doesn't know shit about fantasy football. Not a shit fucking thing. Oh, he stepped on the field. I got a fuck. I got a fuck if you, you understand. I probably, I probably know foot more football than that guy does in his life. Probably. Or maybe not. I have no fucking idea. The point is it could go either way because he was a player doesn't give him any more right to anything other than being a player. He's not any better talking about the game because maybe he can't articulate it. Maybe he doesn't know what other teams did. He was on one team. I covered 32. I've covered 32 NFL teams for 20 fucking years. He played on what? Two big deal. You know, I know about these other teams. He's in his bubble. He doesn't know. So it, it doesn't just mean you have, you're better than somebody else. All right. But so let me, uh, that needs to be out there. And I hope that the audience here on the show understands this. Don't do that to people. Don't assume. Let, and by the way, if you want somebody, if in your soul, even if you don't want to admit it, if you want a certain group of people to not, know something or not be good at something or whatever. If you've got that kind of devil inside you, all right, still let them prove it first, right? Don't, you know, if he, if he thought he was talking to a female that didn't know anything about football, he should have just asked her a bunch of football related questions. Give your opponent the right to compete. Don't generalize them because they have a certain genitalia or lack of genitalia or either way. Don't do what the fuck is that? 
let them say, say hey what do you if you're on cover three you know which quarterback throws well against this cover three or so and let them prove it and if like if she doesn't know and ask a series of questions she doesn't know then you say yeah you don't i can't take your word for it because you don't know a fucking thing i think that's fair but again you know what that wouldn't be fair you know why because then somebody else will come in and say well you're just saying that because she's a female which is equally fucking outrageous and stupid, right? We do that a lot. Oh, I used to say that. We bring the race card or the sex card up. And the reason I know this is true is because what happened after Des Bryant say, said that. I cannot believe the the fake motherfucking outrage by people over that entire scene. The fake ass outrage of it. Like, oh, I can't, I can't do it. I, I, I don't, you know, I can't be a part or around this, this player, this guy who said this thing. And like, oh, dude, number one, I got, what a bunch of pussies. I, I was very awestruck. It's all writing something on Twitter. It's the you're so fake. It's it's unfathomable. You can do anything you want. You can have all the outrage you want, and you can quit that job. Do you know how many people? Then I I don't even I honest to truly God don't even know what company Des Bryant works for. Right, I don't even know what it is. But I know like four or five people made big announcements saying they're leaving. Three or four more people made big announcements saying they're staying. It's just, what a bunch of, you, you, both sides are so fucking dumb. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Hey, fuckheads, you're staying because they pay you enough and you're not going to make more elsewhere. That's why you're staying. You're leaving. Oh, and fuckheads, you're leaving. You're leaving because you're not being paid enough or not getting all the showtimes and everything else that you want. That's what's happening. Just bullshit about this, Bright is just your little fucking reasoning to say it. You know? So that is just, it's more appalling to me that people will use that. You know, it just is more appalling to me that people use those crutches. And then the minute somebody says something like that, they just go and pile on. And again, if you're directly involved and you know, in this case, the the, the woman that he, the Des um, shit on and said, you know, basically shunned, you jump in. I think that's absolute. That's good. Good for you. You should do that. If you're just a random person sitting on, I was like, Random dudes who don't know anybody. I one time shook Des Bryant's hand in Canton. And you're going to chime in. I declare that, dude, fuck off. Nobody is any. Fuck you. Nobody cares what you think. You're not helping anything. You're not solving anything. You're not part of it. You're just trying to get in on the heat. Fucking ridiculous. And God, it's gotten so absurd to me. The people that want to chime in and take some grandiose side. I stand with so-and-so. 
it's great when it's a real cause, but when it's a Twitter cause, just Twitter, you're just saying it on Twitter, get off your asshole and fucking do something about it. If you're not prepared to do that, then fuck right off. Just fuck right off. So, um, yeah, that those are my thoughts. And again, I wish I did have more information. I probably should have investigated it more. But let me also say something here that you know, women in fantasy sports has been an important topic for me for a long time. Diversity in fantasy sports has been a very important topic for me for a very long time. Okay? I'm going to just say the truth, though, is... I, at one point, I remember going to an event, I don't know, eight, nine years ago, probably. And I was, and it it all dawned on me. It's like, we're just a bunch of middle-aged white guys. That's all this industry is. And I'm like, you know what? I called my wife right from the airport. I said, I'm going to work on a plan and we're going to do something about this. I was starting to get some heat and some notoriety and and some power within the industry. I'm like, I'm going to make something happen here. Right. And I did. I I literally went to certain people who have charities within the organization said, listen, I think we should be doing more to create diversity and doing that. And I was told over and over and over and over and over again, no, don't touch it. Don't touch it. No, don't touch that. Don't touch that topic. Don't touch that. You know, don't touch the diversity issue. It's going to backfire on you. It's going to backfire on us. It's going to you know, it's going to backfire. It's not going to be good. And nobody want to do shit. Because nobody does want, and I, I realized that was probably the right thing to do. Uh, no, I shouldn't say that. I don't think it was the right thing to do. My My, my problem is that Nobody does want to do anything about it. They want to talk about it. Everybody wants to do the thoughts and prayers thing. Thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers. It's like uh, something about Mary when Franks and beans, Franks and beans, thoughts and prayers. That's all they want to do. They don't want to do anything. They don't want to actually solve any problems. They don't want to solve any issues. They don't want to dive into stuff that's hard to solve. Right. That's and that's what these types of issues do solve. Now, I'm going to say I'll say this. As a business owner within the fantasy sports industry, it has gotten almost impossible to hire females in our industry these days. That's not controversial. The reason it's almost impossible is they don't stay. Female fantasy writers and on-air personalities, right? And there's a lot, there's a host of really good ones, right? And it's not, and okay, you could say, oh, Jeff, it's just your company. Maybe you're fair. Okay, maybe. But look around, man. Tell who is the last female fantasy person, betting personality that stayed at one job for, let's say, two years. Two years is a joke. You should say a five-year span, but a two-year span. Almost none. 
right? And part of that's good and part of that's bad. It's good moving up, more opportunities. That I'm in favor for. But I'm also, the problem I have is why I have a problem with this whole Des Bryant thing in general. People leaving these companies because Des Bryant. And I'm going to get, I'm going to bring this home. Don't you worry about it, folks. Save your fucking outrage. Jeff Mance said, Jeff Mance, very proactive in hiring females. And I'll hire any good person. I'll hire anybody. Whenever we can, when we have the money, we have and will continue to always hire great people. That's no doubt about it. But it is very hard. Females have not stayed long. They jump in and what happens is it's a bunch of asshole guys get into their DMs, start promising their, I I own this guy. I know the owner of this business. I own the owner of this business. I'm going to give you this and promise them the moon, get them to leave their former job, and then probably almost never make good on their promises and offers. That's, That's what I've heard in the past. And it's, I've seen it happen time and time again. It's very difficult. Love it. And the other thing, and the other thing right now, um, we don't have any female uh, employees. Let me see. No, we don't have any currently at fantasyguru.com. Oh, how could you do that? We've had plenty over the year, or had not enough, but tried to hire a ton. <laughs> And, you know, every time you go after one, it's another company where there would be bidding wars. And it's like, okay, well, and here's that ultimately is my problem. My problem is with everybody that reacted to Des Bryant, everybody that's willing to join in and join the fight and talk right about the people they work with and don't work with. And everybody wants to claim they're diversified. Everybody wants to claim that they are, um, you know, all encompassing and, and all that. That That's awesome. And that, and I mean that truthfully, that really is awesome. Claiming it isn't doing it. And furthermore, remember that it doesn't matter. And all these people that left that company that Des Bryant runs, I laugh at you. I don't think that you're doing number one. I, I I call bullshit on your outrage. I don't believe that. I believe that they came back and said, hey, I'll pay you five times what you were making. Y'all would be like, you know, I actually, think, I talked to Des and I think he's changed. Funny how Des changes when your money, your paycheck goes up, but all right. Sure you do, buddy. Um, the other part of that is, Remember, the biggest problem in fantasy sports is that nobody seems to know what you're working for, who you're working for. What difference does it make what Des Bryant thinks or doesn't think? Des Bryant means nothing to his coworkers at a company. He's a hired hand as a former player that doesn't know jack shit about what he's doing. You're doing this for the audience. At fantasyguru.com, what we care about is our, our members. What I care about on SiriusXM and on this podcast is all of you. 
I, I fear it every day. I, I, oh, the only thing I'm ever worried about and stressed about is how can I put on a good show? How, what can I do that's the best for my audience? The people that follow me on social media, that spend good money to subscribe to fantasyguru.com, that listen to myself on SiriusXM or on the radio hits that I do or on podcasts that I do, such as this one, live streams that I do, you know, social media. I worry, I try to do the best for you because that's what you all make me. You make fantasyguru.com. Our members make it. It's not me. It's not Ted Schuster or Ray Flowers or Armando. We are the ones fortunate enough to be able to do the work for you. That's what we do. So when you, these, this constant leaving of a site or something else, number one, I want everybody to know it's always bullshit, almost always bullshit. Because anybody, if they offer them more money, they always stay. It's just, I don't, they could be working for the devil himself. The devil with a big red dick hanging out and, and everybody's face. And they would be like, you know, he's not as bad as a guy as you think. That's, they'll take anything for a dollar. Trust me on that. All right. So all the outrage and the bullshit is just for nothing. And also, and to the females out there that are moving up in the industry and moving around, you know, I'm all about for making more money, but eventually you need to plant some roots and build an audience they're not going to follow you everywhere for everything. That's the, that's the weird thing we get. It's easy for me to say, it's easy for any of us to say, Oh yeah. The audience will just go wherever I go. No, they won't. No, I understand. Like on Sirius XM, I understand we have a lot of people, they buy new cars, they get free uh, subscriptions to Sirius XM. And then they make the decision. Sirius tries to put out a great product and give them every opportunity to say, hey, yeah, I'll stick with you, uh, you guys. I really enjoy listening to this, so on and so forth. And and that's what they do. And, you know, the audience that we've acquired over there, it, it, that's the important thing. I know people are coming to and work, to work, from work, you know, where they're going, they're rushing around holiday shopping. I could tell you where our listeners are at any point in the day. I, I know that audience. And that's why I cater the show to those people. I try not to do things that are bad for listening in the cars. Try to put on a show that makes people, that breaks people out of whatever shit they got going on at work or on the road, the traffic, the road rage, and get them thinking about other things so they can get home and then put some of the, what we advise into action. Like I, that's an understanding, you know, your audience. I don't have this belief that I get a million four, 1.4, something like that per episode, uh, per show. I think over at uh, on Sirius per uh, Elite Sports Show, it's a small, it's a good audience. I mean, shit, man, it's as big as any other fantasy sports show that there is, and that's just numbers. That's just how it is. But you know, I've had a lot of people invest 
try to invest in the company and they've come to me and want to invest in me or, or whatever. And there's like, Oh my God, 1.4 million. Oh, we're going to get, if we charge, you know, $1 a month, we're going to get that. I go, no, that's not how it works. It's not how it works, man. That's what, a, that's like people that don't know business and don't know, like they're, they're so almost narcissistic. They think that everybody's just going to do that. Oh, the, and I always reject those people. I'm like, no, that's not what they're doing. Certain percent want to get to the high level and, and, and you know, want behind the scenes stuff. And they want the advanced stuff and they want what we got. And that's great. Not every single one, just not for everybody. And I understand that. And I stay where the audience is. When If I were to leave SiriusXM, if I were to leave at Fancy Guru, uh, and believe me, leaving Fancy Guru is something I've strongly considered over the last couple of years, not because of anything other than, you know, uh, we have ownership groups that, you know, partial owners and, you know, it's not always, it's always cordial, always nice and professional, but we don't always agree. Ultimately I will always stay. And I always do stay because it's of the people because the people make everything. I would never back out on our customers. I'd never back out on our listeners. It would have to be something really fucking atrocious besides a Twitter comment to do that. If I worked with Des Bryant and Des Bryant said, said something shit on a female analyst because she was female, I would publicly say Des Bryant's a fucking idiot. He doesn't even know who the backup quarterback in Carolina is. You know, he doesn't need, I would start in on him what he doesn't know about fantasy football. He doesn't even know how many points he himself you know, uh, he, he himself, Des Bryant, he doesn't even know how many fantasy points that he scored in 2013, right? He doesn't know. Numbers 199.4, by the way, right? So anyway, uh, he, he had a good year. It's actually, no, 292. I'm sorry, I was doing non-PPR. Yeah, he had a big year. That was his 93 catch here, whatever it was. And anyway, so you know what I mean? I would do that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to leave the audience, leave the people, leave the listeners, subscribers, paying customers, right? Imagine if all of you left your job because you didn't like something a coworker said or did. I mean, fuck, man. I understand this has become a much bigger issue in recent years and people are doing that. And maybe some of you have done that. And I, if it gets to a point, sure. And again, this guy's saying you know, terrible things and coming out saying, Oh yeah. You know, if it, it, these stereotypes, 1950s women should be in the kitchen. Then yeah. Fucking yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you say my way, the highway at that point. You know, but I just think it's all self-indulgent and it's ridiculous. So I, I want the industry to be more diversified. I want more females. I want this to be a more welcoming space, but it's never going to be that way until we all just let put down those swords. Stop making it. And when somebody says an idiotic comment, the reaction to it, Proves that it still exists. I think that the people that fake the outrage 
Oh, I'm sorry. Are really outraged? Give me a break. You're not really outraged. I think those people are the, just as big of a problem because they truly see the world in the same context. They just want to jump on to somebody else getting canceled or getting taken down. You know, the, the same people that were sucking the dick of Des Bryant up and down, can't know how. I watched. They followed me and Sandro Anello were watching these people follow Des. Des Bryant didn't want to talk to anybody. He wanted nothing to do with any of us. He didn't want anything to do with us. He was walking around in circles around the entire campus. And these fucking people, same people, by the way. If I got drunk enough on New Year's, maybe I'll start outing them. But the same people that were following him, like lost puppy dogs, are now the ones throwing him under the bus or, you know, faking the outrage because of something he said. Like, give me a break. Just give me a break. Go out. If you're outraged, go do something. Right? Go do something. That would be a lot better than just tweeting. But no, you won't do anything because tweeting's easy. Getting off your pocketbook, volunteering your own money or your own time. Nah, you won't do that. That's that's what happened with the fantasy sports industry. Nobody want, ever wants to do anything. They just want to say they will do something. They will fake the outrage over and over and over again. All right. Enough of that shit. Let's get into um what we learned last week. I mean, it was a week 16 was Injury riddled, it was disappointing unless you were an Amari Cooper owner in that you know realm. It was great for us, uh, for sure. I didn't have any Amari Cooper. Um, I don't I know I had Amari Cooper and it's just in leagues that I didn't make the playoffs in, and that kind of really fucking sucked. But nevertheless, uh, I, oh that's I wanted to do things that we've learned, and I am going just so you guys are aware of where my mind's at. I think this is going to be the most epic fantasy football offseason in NFL history. It is going to be phenomenal. I've said that a lot, and I want you to understand, I wouldn't miss it. I wouldn't miss out. I I have plans, and 2024 is upon us. Um, I always do resolutions, not necessarily because you know, I don't want to be like, oh, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to not be as ugly. No, I'm I'm always going to be ugly. I'm always going to be uh, a little bit of a pot belly. Although I've been, been losing lately, boys and girls, so it can be done even at this ripe old age. The, But I always want to get better, even in a minimal. I want to, you know, I, I'm going to throw a couple T-shirts away. I got some for new t-shirts for Christmas. I'm going to you know, recycle the old ones and give them, we put them in a bag and give them the goodwill. I want to do like just little things like that, easily controllable resolutions that I have. And one of the things this off season, I'm going to do something this off season. It may be on this show. It may be on elite sports. It may be just on fantasyguru.com. I'm going to do an off season update show throughout the NFL off season. Like all the way, Super Bowl, all the way, free agency, draft prep, draft days, OTAs. Like I'm going to get, I'm going to dive into it and because I think it's going to be fucking phenomenal. And I know it is. This is one of the best draft classes we've ever seen. And who knows who works out and who doesn't. It comes down to where coach, coaches are going to be. That We're a week away. 
one week from, well, probably two weeks from now, we're going to see maybe up to a dozen coaches getting the ax, firing, retiring, moving on, and others coming to go. It's going to be wild. So this offseason is going to be epic, and I'm here for it. Uh, what I learned this year, we're going to get into some of that stuff. I, I want to talk about the like league setups and, and some of the things like that. I think that super flex drafts for the mean, the immediate future, we need to slow down on the super flex drafts. Um, quarterbacks were great. And we probably should have had super flex back from 2004 through last year. But at this point, it's unsustainable. It's it's not really that fun. It's always fun when you have two good quarterbacks. Always. When you don't have a quarterback or when you're – I want ask a ask Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, you know, ask a, one of those owners if – how much fun it was having owning those players this year. You know, you, you look at Mahomes was underperformed. Burrow got hurt. Herbert got hurt. Fields was hurt for a long time. Trevor Lawrence kind of sucked. Sean Watson got hurt. Kirk Cousins got hurt. Daniel Jones got hurt. Geno Smith sucked. Anthony Richardson got hurt. Aaron Rodgers got hurt. Russell Wilson just got benched. You know, I mean, Kenny Pickett got hurt. I mean, this this has been Kyler Murray wasn't there for half the season. Sam Howell played a lot. Now he's benched. CJ Stroud got hurt. Bryce Young sucked. I mean, what? Why is that? That's not fun. It was fun when you picked a certain guy. And if you had any of those quarterbacks as your one or two this year, you're like, fuck, you know, this that fucking sucks. Meanwhile, but if you had Stroud, Matt Stafford. Maybe like well, Will Levis, you would have picked up. Um, just somebody like that, you're like, yeah, I really like it. I love it, Brock Purdy. I really like it. You know, shit, you like it because you got lucky in your second QB. You know, that, I just I don't think there's 24 sustainable every week starting quarterbacks in fantasy football. There's not. I don't think that. I know that. This is there's just not. Bottom line. So I think we need to reevaluate that. No more negative points for interceptions and for fumbles. Just stop with this. Fantasy football is not going to be about they play in a fucking ball got punched out. So it's two points off. You're taking a third of a touchdown away. Fuck off. Hail Mary at the end of the first half, the end of the games, it batted around and intercepted. That's two points. Fuck you. That's dumb. It's a dumb rules. We try if you if you really want to try to be penalized for bad play. If you want to do that, then why don't you start giving points per QBR rating? Now, if you want a real methodology to enforcing how quarterback production is, then there you go. But you're not interested in that because it's more difficult for you, isn't it? Same people want minus points, claiming that's more like real football. Is are the people that also don't want to play the defensive side of the ball. You're the same humans, same people. So league setups, you know, changing those things, more flex options, you know, have one starting running back, two starting receivers, everybody, one quarterback, eliminate the tight end. Ne please, DFS companies, never do defense special teams again. Never do kickers anymore. 
Like most leagues are not just so you guys are aware. Cause so we always look at our analytics at fantasyguru.com. I do the rankings and you know, we get a hundred thousand hits plus on those a week. And it's just like just thousands and thousands of hits on the rankings. But then when you sort them by position this year, the kicker position has fallen off a cliff. A cl- I mean, it's, at one sixteenth of what the quarterback position is, which isn't as high as wide receivers and running backs. One sixteenth. Nobody's playing in these leagues anymore. And don't be the last person on the Titanic with the kicker position, please. Stop that. And if you want, if you like, well, I like kickers and okay, I can hear an our I, I do get it. There was an argument for it. Use them as a flex. You want to use kickers, fine, but it's a flex, right? You don't have to. St- everyone doesn't have to use a kicker. That's stupid. Flex options, flex building. That's how you build lineups in 2024, all right? What else do we learn? Well, learn that there aren't, well, learn there aren't that many good quarterbacks. Learn that Russell Wilson's not going to be with Denver Broncos. Next year, I'm be interested in what Denver does. Denver's in a situation where they actually have a decently high draft pick. I'm curious on 11th or no, they're 14th right now. They could be as technically it could be as high as 11th. You know, I mean, depending on they could actually go to 10th in theory if they lose both games and th- something. So they're going to have a pick around 10 to 14 probably in that vicinity, and that could get a Jaden Daniels. I could see something like that happening. And Sean Payton may have a guy like that. He wants to bring in a guy. It has to be cheap or a reclamation project. Shit. Denver may be after Justin Fields. One extra. You know, it actually makes sense. Fields has the uh, has one more year, right, on his, on his rookie deal. And then you have to get into uh, – you could technically, at that point, franchise him. But you got the fourth year, pick up the fifth year option. So technically, you have two years in theory. Now, what the Broncos would do would trade for Justin Fields. All right, giving up second round pick, third round pick, whatever. You know, they should get more than that, but I, I'm not here to talk about that. Um, and then make him play the fourth year. Pick up the fifth year option, of course, secure them there. And then after year four, then you pay, then you give him a contract, a big ass contract, assuming it all fits with Sean Payton. And, you know, but it doesn't start. The big money doesn't start. He gets like a whopper in 2026 because at that point, they'll be off the dead cap from Russell Wilson. You know what I mean? Like that's something they could do. If I was the Broncos, that's what I'd be looking at. One of those quarterbacks that if you're not going to draft one or don't want to be tied to it, Fields would be the pick of the litter, in my opinion. But, uh, you know, there are other options out there. Not that many that, you know, are great for maybe it's Sam Darnold, a reclamation project, much like Tampa did with um, Baker, Baker Mayfield this year. You know, and maybe it's Zach Wilson. I don't know if you think he's the guy. I don't like that, but 
you know, somebody in that range and that elk, maybe it's Mac Jones. Maybe, you know, you, you've got these other quarterback options, maybe Josh Dobbs, John Payton saw enough in Josh Dobbs, maybe Jake Browning. There are a lot of different options. Drew Locke. I mean, now all of a sudden Ryan Tannehill is going to be available this off season, you know, and you go get a guy who's got some starting experience, Jordan Love. Fuck, who knows what Packers are going to do? You know, there's a lot of different options. I think it's a smart play by the Broncos. They know that Russ isn't their guy. I, th- I don't think the problem with Russell Wilson it has anything to do with his talent or his play on the field. Play on the field's good. He's a very solid quarterback. You know, he has made some of the most unbelievable throws this year that you've seen he his one touchdown to Cortland Sutton was what a 1% chance of connecting you know this year. I mean, there, he's made some unbelievable throws and he's played some poor, made some bad throws. Doesn't run as like he used to, but I think the pro the, Russell Wilson's on field has nothing to do with why they want to move on. He's just like one of those narcissistic uppity guys that, you know, nobody relates to anymore. Broncos country. That's right. It, it's You could tell it's fake. It's like, oh, this dude's full of shit. You know, it's when you see the, the high-paid A-list actor do a FanDuel commercial. That's like, dude, you're not fucking playing FanDuel. You have no idea what you're doing. What are you talking about? You don't know the language. You don't know what you're doing. Hey, boys and girls, how's it going? <laughs> oh, stupid. And that's what I feel like with... uh Russell Wilson is going through motions, right? Maybe it'll work somewhere else. You know, maybe there is a team. Fuck <laughs> Russell Wilson, newest New York jet. How about that? Actually Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it'll, I don't know where Russ ends up falling though. That's the, that's the crazy thing. I really don't know where would it go back to Seattle, Pittsburgh, maybe. Hmm. Kenny Pickett hasn't worked out. I don't know. One of those possibly we, what I've learned with quarterbacks, I've said this over and over this week on the XM show is for me, the pet, if you have a great coaching staff, if you have Kyle Shanahan, you have Bill Belichick, Mike McDaniel, Sean McVay. If you have a real true John Harbaugh proven upper echelon, Sean Payton, guy it's, it's a proven system like that even fucking mike tomlin you can get away with having a very a solid option guy with a big arm you know all all the stupid intangibles was a big arm smart we can get away with that if you're not one of those i'll say eight different smaking teams, actual systems that actually make a difference. Trust me, if somebody writes them up every single year at fantasyguru.com, every year it's like all these teams are playing the same way, same style, same everything, but you see no matter who the assistants are that leave, certain coaches just always do well. And you're seeing it with like McVay this year. And Belichick is not having a good year. But I'm confident he would return to glory too. So, you know, and other guys constantly, Andy Reid, duh. You know, the other guys, the Josh McDaniels of the world that constantly just are recycled and recycled and recycled. 
that never really have that kind of success. You can have a quarterback like that, or you could have a difference-making quarterback. Difference-making quarterbacks, like what happens, and I said this about the Ravens 49ers game. The Ravens knew what the 49ers were going to do. They knew every single play. They knew their calls. They knew what to do, and they make Brock Purdy look terrible, right? Now, Lamar Jackson, San Francisco could know what they do. They have a very skilled defense, but you can't stop what Lamar Jackson does. He makes plays out of nothing. Patrick Mahomes makes plays out of nothing. Josh Allen makes plays out of nothing. Those kind of quarterbacks elevate a team and could elevate the system, right? That's the other way. Have one of the, if you have one of those quarterbacks, you're you're in good shape. You can build around that. And then the third way to build is have a marginal quarterback, have one of those medium guys, much like Kirk Cousins, but give him all-star weapons everywhere. Give him Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, TJ Hawkinson. Give him all these weapons around him, and you're and that will let that will force the quarterback play in production up. That will make the quarterback look better. Seattle did that last year with uh, Geno Smith. Right? Those are the ways you win. That's what we've learned about quarterbacks. Everything else is dead. Dead on arrival. You have no chance with any of it. Right? You you try to make any marginal quarterback, any non-elevating quarterback, of which there are only about five or six in the entire league, and no matter how many are drafted, if 32 quarterbacks are drafted in the first round next year, it will still remain the same. There will still, of those 32, there would only be one to two that would be difference makers. But every but because they're drafting the first round, everybody will expect them all to be. So whether you're Drake May, Jaden Daniels, Caleb Williams guy, it doesn't matter. At least two of those three are probably going to fail. At least one of them will. All right? So buyer beware. Just because you're drafting the first round doesn't mean you're actually a difference maker. Got to be careful of that. So um, that's what we've learned about quarterbacks. We've learned that running backs are a dime a dozen. You know, Christian McCaffrey has led a lot of folks to championships and had an immaculate season. There's no question about that. Outside of him, the, the thing about McCaffrey is he has 110 more points than any other player at his position. That is, that has never been, never happened. It's never come close to happening. The only other time is last year and uh, two years before that, Travis Kelsey at the tight end position, right? Travis Kelsey, that's, but the story isn't that McCaffrey has a hundred more points. It's that nobody else, there may not be another running back with 300 fantasy points scored this year in fantasy football, Right. There might not be one other besides Christian McCaffrey. And last year it was down. And last year there were four. Two years before that, there were four. Back in 2020 at the running back position, there were four. 2019, even, you know, going all the way back to that, there was, uh, that was McCaffrey's 470 point fucking day or uh, season his thousand receiving yard season. And there were four 
there as well. So on average, there's four, was that four running backs over 300? We're going to have one most likely this year. Maybe Mostert. Mostert needs a big ass game in order to get it because he needs 40 more points to get there. He can. Back in 2018, by the way, now I'm, now I'm starting like that's there were six running backs with that. So like that running back production is way down. And McCaffrey will be the number one pick next year. Um, I will not probably build that way. I'm happy for everybody that won championships with him this year. It's a job well done. It's a risk that you earned, you took and you earned it. You earned your victory, but I'm not going to trust 28 year old McCaffrey next year. Most likely. I mean, again, we'll see how the landscape fits. I don't, but I don't anticipate doing that. On the flip side, receivers are absolutely where I'm going to invest my my premium picks will be in wide receivers. No question about that. I will definitely be interested in Tyree Kill and CD Lamb and AJ Brown and Key Keen Allen, Mike Evans. We'll see where they go. Cooper Cup Puka. We'll see how that falls out. Jamar Chase. Oh my God, yes. DJ Moore. We'll see who's throwing him the ball, but hoping it's Justin Fields. Debo Samuel. I'll be back in. I mean, I'm. Gonna be Rasheed Rice. I'll go right back in that. Calvin Ridley. I'll go back at the UK Medcalf. I'll go back to. I, that's the interesting position to me. That those wide receivers, right? And then tight end. Uh, no more Kelsey. No more early ass tight ends. No fucking way. Listen, we sit here talk about everything, and the sad part that will go. Our news story is going underreported. TJ Hawkinson out for this whole year, may miss most of next year as well with a torn ACL and MCL. TJ Hawkinson through week 16 was the number one tight end in fantasy football. And he'll miss these two weeks and he'll get passed by Kelsey and Laporta. So he'll end up finishing fourth in that. But that's that's probably the guy. I mean, I, I'm not going to draft. Obviously, Hawkinson's not going to be available to us. I'm not going to draft Kelsey in the early rounds. Not drafting Laporta, Kittle, and Joku. I'm interested in a guy like Brock Bowers coming out of college again. You know, McBride's had a nice run here, but I'm not tight end. Will not be a priority for me either. Um, nobody at that position is going to interest me in 2024. Not in the early rounds. You know, tight end rounds, that pocket of value, wherever it ends up being, sure. I'll be interested. I'll have my guys, but they'll be system-based. So, I mean, those are that's what I've learned thus far um, in the season. I'll have a lot more to say on that in the days and weeks ahead, that's for sure. Uh, and by the way, I, you know, I got so much. I will tell you this, 2024, it's not going to be like it was in 2023. Our fantasy football product, our fantasy baseball product, quite frankly, that what we've already put into place and are developing uh, is different. It's very cutting edge. It's very different way to look at things. And you know, it's just a different vibe altogether and the types of content you're going to get and people we use. And um, I'm very excited about it. And our football product, I, I think the game has changed dramatically and it needs a fresh look and i've already crafted it i know you know we have to build it but i've already got the blueprints out for 2024 and i'll be i'm gonna be very excited so i am so hyped for the offseason 
this NFL offseason. Let's get into week 17 real quick. Now, questions from Discord, people asking, uh, fantasyguru.com. People are saying, well, rank these guys, Noah Brown, Terry McLaurin, Jerome Ford. Ooh, um, you know, not tremendous situations there. You know, I, I Brissett starting does definitely help Terry McLaurin. I think if we're just in a bubble, I would go Jerome Ford. The Jets give up a lot of rushing yards to running backs and receptions to running backs. So that's the direction I would go there. Uh, Flacco versus the Jets. Derek Carr versus Tampa Bay. I'm going Joe Flacco as it pertains uh, to that one. I think that I'm not going to be over the moon about Flacco. I think that especially in leagues where you get minus points for turnovers, he's got a lot of turnovers, you know, and that's – an issue and <laughs> it limits what he's doing His great. The yardage tolls are great. Touchdown numbers are great, but you're giving away on the back end a lot out. Um, if Jalen Waddle sits, are we thinking HN over Brees? Um, I would be okay with that. I think that is on the table. I think HN may be used as that second receiver, a guy that they're going to use crossing routes, bubble screens, something, even some downfield throws um, with A-Chan, you know, this week to kind of, as coverage draws away from Tyree Kill, being that other option. And speed is what will kill a defense like Baltimore. So I, I do, I think I would go with the upside of A-Chan in that situation. Flacco or Tua, a lot of Flacco questions. I would go with Tua Tonga-Vailoa in this one. Just much more uppity game, much more high-scoring projected game. Flacco or Geno Smith, I go Flacco in there. Like, man, everybody is uh, wild. Trevor Lawrence or Derek Carr, depending on who's playing there. As of this announcement, this show, Trevor Lawrence is still in play. He hasn't been ruled out, so I would go Lawrence in that that case. Cleveland or Kansas City. Or Buffalo's defense. Oh, fuck. Defenses. Um, Cle- I don't think it gets better in Cleveland, though, does it? I- I'll go Cleveland Browns right there. Um, quarterback question. Oh, no. Flacco. Jacoby Brissett, Tyrod Taylor, Jared Stidham. Um, I- of that group, I would go Stidham. It's Sean Payton's offense. Stidham did all right with the Raiders last year. He came for Derek Carr. How weird is it that the same backup has been involved in two of these, like, cut before the seasons over long-term veteran quarterbacks, right? How weird is that? So, I don't know. Um, Zamir White, if Josh Jacobs doesn't go, I think that's an absolute. Sit one, Swift, Brees Hall. Jacobs or Zamir or Cooper, uh, Mari Cooper. I don't think we're going to sit Cooper. Other wide receivers, Evans. Oh, geez. Evans, CeeDee Lamb, Olave. All right. Well, in that case, probably I'm going to sit Brees Hall. I have to say, I don't want to sit Brees Hall, but that's the way it goes. Um, other questions people are asked. So a Ramondre Stevenson question. Um, he's not coming back. He's on IR. So, um, you know, remember there's a lot of those under the radar 
moves that personnel moves that I'm noticing even other analysts I'm listening to things and I see people get caught up all the time players that are out for the year they're not coming back so you know got to be very uh oh, close for that um KJ Osborne thoughts on him this week I don't have a lot of thoughts on him at all we're assuming Jordan Addison is out which as of recording this show he has not been ruled out now maybe is by tomorrow morning and all that it's one thing but i mean we don't know that addison's just definitely going to be out right so i'll go with it and i'll assume that he's out for um this week and in that case osborne at least is on the table but even that i'm not we're in championship weeks or at least semifinal if you go to the end. I'm not touching KJ Osborne. I really wouldn't want to be on that. So um pass is what I would say essentially. Um do, 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 uh Raheem Moster, is that Raheem Moster or Rashad White? What? How do you have two of the top three backs and I guess I go white over Moster? Moster rolled his ankle. Last week, I don't think a lot of people know that, right? I mean, he was out of the game for a while, so you got to be careful with uh, with that one. The best uh, matchups this week for Week 17 in terms of in the trenches. Again, all this is over at FantasyGuru.com. We've got our smash reports ready and waiting for you. Uh, best run matchups, the Vikings versus the Packers, so good for Ty Chandler. Jaguars versus the Panthers. Good for Travis Etienne, especially if Lawrence doesn't go. The uh, Chargers versus the Broncos and the Broncos versus the Chargers. That's an advantage in the trenches from both teams in the afternoon window on Sunday. So Austin Eckler, Javante Williams get upgrades. Uh, the best matchups in the passing game this weekend. You got to attack. If C.J. Stroud is back for Houston, as we anticipate him being, man, Nico Collins, Noah Brown, both. Very, very interesting to me. I realize I just went against Brown um, for Achan is upside with one of the questions, but I, Nico I'd be all in on, and Noah Brown would be very interested in on because Tennessee's secondary is just a disaster. The 49ers against Commanders, duh. Like, Ayuk and Debo Samuel to the freaking moon this week. The Eagles versus the Cardinals, duh. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. That's not going to surprise many people either. Um, other ones to, you know, sort of low key. Look at Kansas City. Don't sit Patrick Mahomes. A lot of Patrick Mahomes versus Joe Flacco, right? Don't do that. Don't do that. Star Patrick Mahomes. Don't do that. Don't be violently reactionary. Get yourself into a lot of trouble that way. All right, folks. Again, the best way, go to fantasyguru.com. Look at my rankings. They're updated around the clock this time of year. So make sure paying attention over there. Ask us questions in our Discord, fantasyguru.com. It's 50 damn dollars for crying out loud. How much are you going to win for a championship? What's a championship worth to you? A uh, lot more than $50, I would assume. So ho-ho is still the promo code over there. Or just email us, support at fantasyguru.com. My guy, Ted, will take care of you and hook you up. Get that MVP package. Get the VIP because that way 
VIP Platinum, and you'll get all my NBA bets, which will start right after the regular season ends. And uh, Justin Fensterman, one of the best in the business. Armando Marsal does NBA for us as well. Scotty B, Scott Bonder, Mike the Beard, Chris Rose. Damn. Loaded with talent over there. Bet of the week. Last Thursday night game this uh, year, folks. And it's the Jets and the Browns. That game is coming up. And I want Jerome Ford rushing props because I think we're going to get a good number on him in, in that regard. I just don't have anything as of this recording. I think it's holiday week. Everybody is like completely backlogged uh i am say actually i am i do have a dk number 46 and a half so i like the over on ford all right if you wanted to do a here's a plus 125 parlay Brees hall 25 plus yards david njoku 40 plus yards both receiving by the way 25 plus receiving yards for Brees hall njoku 40 plus receiving yards plus 125 Pretty good little bet right there. Check out more over at fantasyguru.com as well. Survivor, I mean, what the fuck are you doing? I, I have no idea. This part, it's impossible to tell you who to use in Survivor. Impossible. Because everything's almost done. Even Circa is down to only three people in there as well. And I'm glad the guy who wouldn't shop lost the greed that people have. I'm going to win the whole 9 million. Well, you could have had two, you fucking fool. And now you have zero. You fucking idiot. You monumental fucking fool that you are, but good for that guy. Um, got what he deserves. Chop it up, get a million plus bucks, set your family up for the rest of your life. Jesus Christ. If that, if that, you guys wouldn't chop like that. Don't bet. I cannot endorse you betting because you guys are just fuck it up. You'll you'll just ruin your lives. If you can't pocket a million dollars and set yourselves up like, yeah, because you could get two million, take the million, shut your face. You got a guaranteed million dollars in your hand and you pass it up for whatever. No, I don't care if they say a trillion dollars. Don't pass up the million. It's there for you. Right? Oh, God. Irritating. That's going to do it for this episode. Number 188 is in the bag, folks. Talked a lot of different topics today. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. Happy New Year, one and all. Please enjoy the holidays. Celebrate, but uh, do it responsibly. Have fun. Don't party too hard. Again, need all the listeners we can get, ladies and gentlemen. FantasyGuru.com for all of my content and, and my team, who is just tremendous. All sports all season long nfl off season is going to be absolutely lit check follow me on social media jeff underscore mans on twitter the jeff mans on facebook instagram snapchat and on tiktok you may disagree with some or everything you heard on today's show and folks unlike des bryant and unlike other people i don't mind because this was just one man's opinion all right thanks to our producer sean engel and we'll see you next time everybody Deuces.